everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Semicast. It's Mother's Day, and I know that when I think of Mother's Day, I think of the Semicast. How was your Mother's Day, Anthony? Uh, my Mother's Day was pretty good. Uh, we, I've just come off a, uh, a three-day flu, so uh, I went headlong into Mother's Day not knowing quite what was going on. You're um, in a, still in a bit of a fever dream? Yeah, I had a lot of fever dreams when I was... Uh, when I had the flu, uh, I <laughs> I started out on Wednesday wanting to do nothing but sleep, and then I began to fear sleeping. Oh right, okay, That's because never good. I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to wake up in like a ball of sweat just thinking about the dream that I had where I went to New York with my wife, and I decided I wanted to visit my brother, so I left my wife somewhere, and when I came back, I couldn't find her. She was hanging out with Dave Boreanaz, probably. He's not. He's not from New York, is he? I don't know. He's just from America, and I assume everyone from America is from New York. Right. Um, so, yeah, we had my wife's parents over for brunch, uh, and we went to my parents uh, for sort of afternoon tea. So we had very little time to plan since I was down for the week, let alone little time to clean the house up yeah, and yeah. make everything presentable. So at 6 o'clock this morning, I got up and spoke with my wife a bit about whether our plans was we thought were still good ideas in the cold light of day, and then I... <laughs> Away from the fever dream. Yep. I went up and <laughs> went up to a bakery and got some stuff and then went to the supermarket and got some more stuff. And then while my wife madly turned all of that into a presentable brunch, uh, I cleaned the house. And then literally as they were pulling up, I ran into the bathroom to change into presentable clothes <laughs> uh, with, with some doors shut and things closed because those rooms had not been cleaned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then... As soon as they left, we jumped straight in the car and drove to a local shopping centre because uh, I have a funeral to attend, or we both have a funeral to attend on Wednesday. Oh, that's no good. No, but uh, we found that uh, since I've lost weight, I'd no longer have a suit that I can wear, and my (laughs) wife doesn't really have any funeral presentable clothes. So the only time between now and Wednesday when we can buy stuff is today. So we went and bought clothes like really quickly just said we don't care how much it costs just just we need clothes just clothe um, us in suits that look fancy yep put that stuff in the car drove to my parents went to their function and mingled and then we came home and only just now have we arrived home you must have got some weird looks just like rushing to get a suit on mother's day so the shop people yep. were just going oh yeah you, you mean you guys have a mother's day party it's like, nope the nope. complete opposite. Just well, I went into the store and I said, "Look, I'm going to a funeral on Wednesday. I need a suit. I'm this size jean, this size t-shirt." And the, the girl understood and went, "All right, right this way." <laughs> just <laughs> just pulled the suit off and said, "This will fit you. Just put it on and make sure it fits." It wasn't like when we went to get suit rentals for your wedding and there was a DJ mixing desk on the <laughs> counter and yes. like alcohol behind the bench. <laughs> no, it was nowhere near that fancy. Okay, right. <laughs> One thing I did notice this morning was the parade of men who would walk into Woolworths where I was in there buying stuff to make um, brunch sandwiches. They would walk in, walk straight to the display of flowers, pick up some flowers, walk straight to the self-serve checkouts, pay for it usually via card and leave. And it was just all dudes. Really? 12 of them at least. They should have gotten their shit together. I don't know. Maybe Hmm. they were sick too. Maybe they were having fever dreams. Yes. I'm quite looking forward to getting back to work tomorrow where- my life is a little bit less hectic than this. Yeah. Does that mean that next week your week's going to be a bit busier because you were mm. sick and all that work didn't go away? It was still there? That's probably going to be the case. I work at a small company. One of my most memorable fever dreams was once when I was coding a website. It was many years ago. 
and I was kind of sick at the same time. And I knew I was coming down with something, but I just wanted to finish where I was at. So I was at a point where when I went back, it wasn't all going to be crazy. And I had to um, be indisposed on the toilet um, halfway through the night. And I just felt myself kind of drifting in and out of sleep whilst sitting there just thinking, if only I could solve this code, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll, I'll feel better after this. And I was trying to convince myself that merely solving a computer code would solve the virus inside my body. But um, that doesn't work, apparently. So no. I was kind of stuck with it. I had that discussion with my brain about throwing up. Oh, um, really? This, this, this time <laughs> where it's like sitting in bed, feeling nauseous and thinking, if, look, if I just go and throw up and get it over with, I'll feel better. And, and you, you do feel better for like half an hour. And yeah. then you need to throw up again. Do you have so a sickness that food point, that you like eating when you're feeling under the weather yeah. and feeling really sick? Lemonade and jelly beans. My mum would always feed me lemonade, I think, just to get mm. the, the uh, sugar in me. But I also- uh, I don't know if it does anything. It's just that I link it back to being sick when I was a kid and getting better, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I also like uh, the continental simmer chicken noodle soup, the stuff that's- It's basically noodles and MSG- and um, <laughs> my wife will go, do you want me to make you some proper chicken noodles? And I'm like, nah, just give me the cheap packet thing that you pour in water and you just kind of simmer it over a stove for a couple of minutes and then you eat that. And it's super salty, but that's just what gets me through. That and orange juice. Mm, just I give do. me this. I need it. Yeah. Whenever I am start to feel sick, I just buy orange juice and just flood my body with orange juice. Yeah. I'm not even sure whether that does anything, but it just makes me feel better. It got to the point where uh, it wasn't the same for me because my wife, who very nicely went down and got me the lemonade, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't absolutely ice cold oh, and it right. wasn't in a glass made out of glass. Okay. So, <laughs> it has to be those things as well. And I can't communicate that when I'm like just woken up from a fever dream. Just trying to talk about the like subtleties of your lemonade without offending her. It's like, no, yeah. I can't drink that because it's wrong. You're about well, to be Well, actually, punched. I think I just sat there and drank it. All right. Okay. My mum would give me a no. thing when I was sick called Dexel. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it was kind of in a plastic container and you poured it into water and it would fizz up. And she would always say that if you're going to be sick, uh. it'll make the sick come out. And I think that was pretty much a test just to say, are you actually sick or are you just pretending? No, I think this is the same. My mother used to give me a similar thing, but it had lemon in the name. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't very nice, whatever it was. No. I think it was just basically designed to relieve gas, wasn't it? Oh, it could have been. I don't know. Is it D-E-X-E-L? Yes. My mum also Mm. used to say that the guy who drove around the streets, the Mr. Whippy guy who drove around the streets- she used to also say that he picked his nose so that we wouldn't ever go out and want ice creams. <laughs> so now whenever I see a Mr. Whippy van, I just think that of somebody picking their nose in a Mr. Whippy van. Have you gone back and challenged her on that? No. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I have actually. And she was like, yeah, it worked, didn't it? I was like, yeah, yeah, it did. And you scarred me deep. <laughs> Can you just now, whenever she says something, say, I don't believe what you're saying because of the Mr. Whippy thing. Yeah. After that lie, I can't trust you anymore. Pretty much. I mean, but there's many things from that. Just throw it back at her. Now, whenever I hear that ding, 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 I just imagine this guy happily driving his truck with his finger up his nose. That's the image I get. Mm. <sighs> there we go. Oh, well, yeah. I can never eat from a Mr. Whippy again. Can't you? Actually, I probably could. Yeah. Probably dramatizing the whole thing. You are. How was your week other than being sick? Uh, so, I managed to squeeze in some video games before and after I got sick. Okay. Cool. I played a lot of Elite Dangerous. I made a move on uh, the center of the galaxy. I 
got my ship together, and that's right, I said ship. Yeah, because um, um, last week you had a hankering for some Elite Dangerous, and I think you may I- have gotten your fill to the point you got yeah. sick, like violently ill of <laughs> Elite Dangerous. Maybe it was too elite and too dangerous for you. So, remember those MMO games where they say, oh, if you, like, walk across the entire world, it'll take you this long. And, yeah, yeah. And usually it's a, it's a little bit of a little bit of a fib. Yep. So, Elite Dangerous to journey from- See that mountain over there? Civil- you can go yep, over there. You can go to there. Well, this me- me- the mountain in Elite Dangerous is Sagittarius A star, which is a supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy. Okay. Now- See that black hole? Yep. You can die there. You can you can, if you pass the accretion disk or whatever it right, is. Okay. The, uh, sorry, the event horizon. Oh, cool. I should get my terminology right or we're going to face movie. another fully informatic and then your wife will have to learn astronomy to actually yeah, correct yeah, yeah. us. Um, so, uh, supermassive black hole in the centre of the galaxy is only halfway across the game world. Yes. And the point at which you start is not even all the way on the edge. Like you can go in the other direction. So, just from... <laughs> <laughs> Just from the from civilization to the supermassive black hole in the best ship that you can get your hands on yeah. is 18 hours. In real time. Yeah. There's another whole stretch of 18 hours after that if you wish to keep going to the other side <laughs> of the galaxy. And that's only going in a straight line, never mind up or down because it's a three-dimensional thing. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. So for- you wouldn't want to get the wrong angle really slightly when you were taking off and just- because like by 18 hours, that's going to be a, a vast difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they may say we're making a course correction of 0.01% like yeah, the space yeah. shuttle because over long distances that adds up. So I set out and I spent three nights doing this. Now, I took a fairly roundabout route. I visited a thing called the Colsac Nebula because I'd been meaning to visit it um, mm-hmm. just to see what you could see from inside it. And it turns out with all that dust, it's nothing, almost nothing. <laughs> it's very, very dark in there. And uh, so then I set my like automatic tracking software to use the most economical routes, which means it will do small jumps instead of big jumps. So I was stopping at lots of little stations or lots of little star systems along the way. Getting petrol. So I was scanning planets. I well, I didn't really need to because my jumps were so small that I would just automatically skim enough off the star to okay. to fill it back up. The highlights were because I don't want this to drag on for too long. As I discovered an entirely new star system. That no, no, let's one go deep before. on your. Um, let's go deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. get it out. Because I have another story. I have another story for this section oh, right, okay. that, that, will, that, that will go quite deep. Okay. Um, so I discovered a star system that no one had ever visited before in game. Um, oh, really? Yes. Does that happen often? Well, there's yeah, there's like 1.8 billion of them oh, or right, something okay. like that. So I was actually really excited. Like, oh, you did something. It's no really one else has done, and you're like, oh yeah. It's actually really interesting because you launch out next to the sun when you jump into a system. So close to what they refer to as the bubble, which is where civilization is. Um, Everything's scanned and the people who discovered it are named. And so then you get a little bit further out and the sun is usually scanned and the planets closest to the sun and any habitable worlds, water worlds, earth-like worlds, um, high metal rich worlds, um, they're all scanned because they're all worth money when you scan them. You get a bit further out, and then it's just the suns, the water worlds, the earth-like worlds. Then you get a bit further out, it's just the suns. And, and then you get a bit sun? further out, and, uh, well, a bunch of them. Sun that S- you, no one had ever seen light from. S, you're referring to S-U-N, I assume. Or yeah, S- yeah, yeah. S-O-N? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, every star is, is a sun in a, in a kind of a strange way. I mean, technically, yes. So I was just, and you can get to a point where just nobody's been there before everything you find is new. Because, like David Brabant says, people have mapped about 1.8% of the Elite Dangerous universe. Oh, wow. Got okay. sort of stats and things like that. 
people tend to stick to the main routes, like to the center of the galaxy, to the very edges, to yep. the main nebulas, to the places where the aliens are hanging out and dragging people out of warp space and making scary noises <laughs> at them. And is that still uh, happening from a, a large yeah. portion of the game? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. To get that out of the way, I didn't see any uh, aliens. Oh, damn. So I went and then I got sick. And then when I tried to jump back on, I really wasn't feeling it. So in sort of a marathon three-hour session, I set my destination back inside the bubble to a friendly galaxy because I am part of a power play faction in the game, mm-hmm. um, Alyssa Livigny Duval, Long Live the Empire. <laughs> and I set my jump distance to maximum, so I was using a lot of fuel, so I did have to stop and skim stars, and I made sure my waypoints included only stars that were type KGBFOAM. KGB foam, which is how you know what stars have hydrogen in them rather than helium. So oh. you can skim them and, and get fuel back. Science, so everybody. I jumped, I jumped back after my three-day jaunt, uh, and I had 7 million credits before I left. And after I got back and sold all of my data and just pages and pages of, you've discovered this thing for the first time that no one's seen before. It's like, yeah, yeah, I saw that mm. ages ago. I ended up with 33 million credits. That's pretty good. I mean, oh, sorry, yeah. is that pretty good? Yeah, uh, well, it's okay. Like, the most expensive ship in the game is, like, 265 million, I think. Okay. So, how much? Um, cred- how many credits do you have all up? Uh, well, uh, 33 million at the moment, plus whatever's invested in my ship, which is probably another 25 million or something like that. And can you trade ships in if you want to upgrade, or do you just get an- another ship? Yeah. Yeah, th- the way it works is that you buy, you sell back for the same amount that you paid. So, money in ships is never really lost unless it gets blowed up. Oh, wow, that's a great deal. So, if your wife is listening, I said yeah. blowed up on purpose as yes. a, um, a turn of phrase, not as an incorrect use of blown. Because <laughs> um, there are many correct uses of the term blown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I haven't probably, I have a document that says this is how much money you earn if you scan systems. And um, I, I actually calculated it completely wrong. I thought I was going to earn 113 million credits and I was really pleased with myself. <laughs> and I got back and I sold all my data and went, say what? So, but yeah. So always, that was the end of that. Always carry that one. That extinguished the last flame of let's go into the black in Elite Dangerous and we'll see you again in a month when it happens again. When it hits again. So no mm. more. That's it. That's all it took. It took a couple of days, you getting ripped off from all your space <laughs> junk you sold, and then yes. you having some feverish dreams where you kind of tried to incorporate that into your reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably everyone's experience with Elite Dangerous. For all I know, this is all a fever dream now and I'm still out there. <laughs> Um, Are you ever away from Elite Dangerous, really? No, never. They've added character portraits or character sort of um, avatars. You can, can you customise them? Can you upload your own or do you have to build it within their in-game system? Well, it's it's actually a 3D model, so oh, you have okay. to build it within their in-game system. So I can't have Triple gives- H as my... Character model. <laughs> well, you probably, I guess you, like, it's got all the sliders and okay, everything. Cool. If you wanted to make a fairly reasonable Triple H, you could have a go at it. But is the hair but, good enough to be pre bald Triple H? Uh, Can I do original sure. Triple H hair? Now, the thing is, is that they lock a bunch of stuff behind uh, in game purchases. So, so you can't have hair unless you've got money. That's well, just I don't elitist. Have hair, so <laughs> you probably can't have Triple H's hair unless you have money. Okay, fair enough. Only Shane McMahon can afford Triple H's right. hair. Yeah, so that was the end of my jaunt in Elite Dangerous. And after our discussion last week, mm. uh, immediately after that, I jumped into Prey. Oh, yeah. Prey was out. Uh, which is the new Bethesda game. Yeah, yeah. Now, I had seen Prey at E3 a couple of years ago and went, oh, that looks interesting. I'll just get that when it's out. And it turns out that that was the Prey that was cancelled. <laughs> so when I started the game. Oh, it's completely different. It's like, yeah, it's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
It's all but part yeah, of their praise. Ruse. I thought it was going to be more sort of shooter oriented. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess it is, but it's more Bioshock and so and it's just not straight sort of shooter. Shock. Yeah, but it's a very sort of stylized world. Those guys at Arcane after um, what's that game with the dude with the mask, Corvo? Oh, uh, Dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah, they they seem to be pretty good at coming up with some stylized worlds. Uh, and in this world, I seem to play a guy who's a scientist and a test subject. Is he testing on himself or is it a group of scientists who test on each other so they can be both scientists and test subjects? It seems to be his brother who's running all the okay. testing. And that's a, until the dude's coffee straight up kills him, like jumps up out of his mug and murders him. That's a that that's a bad Monday. Yeah. Um, what do you, how does, it, how does a coffee kill a man? Well, it's sitting in his mug and yeah. then it jumps up onto his face and kills him. Just as a liquid blob? Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't sprout arms and a mouth and just bite him. It kills him the way a coffee would kill something if it was sentient. Well, it sort of grows tendrils, I guess, the best okay. way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Strong coffee. But yeah, they're, um, of course, providing you the, the full detail of the scene without providing you any of the exposition. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's fine. In fact, when that happened, I turned- cause, Because I had no idea the game was about this. I had no idea these creatures were in it. I just turned to my wife and said, dude's coffee just killed him. <laughs> And she had the same reaction you did. I'm just imagining that you sit down and you've actually got your coffee and you sit down and you're a good old comfortable. You're ready to play the game and you're playing I the game. I'm coffee right now. And like the guy's coffee kills him. You just stop the game. You turn to your coffee. You walk to the kitchen. You pour out the coffee. You get a <laughs> drink and sit down and go, right, I'm going back to the game now. <laughs> Nothing, hmm. not trusting anything. Well, it's an interesting game. It seems to be structured like Bioshock. You're sort of, there's emails on computers and bodies to find, but there seems to be a, a sort of a big thing about, like, you know how, um, remember in Bioshock Infinite, how Booker T was just some kind of hobo rage monster who would just go through garbage cans? Yeah. Did I just call him Booker T? You did, but I was just waiting for yourself to correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> Five times! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, a Bioshock Infinite would be a lot more interesting if Booker T was the main character. And your only special move was the spinner Rooney. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Tell me I you just to, didn't say that. Okay, I go. think I might have to stop recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Booker DeWitt. Yes. Um, remember how he used to- um, he used to just rummage through trash cans for health and stuff like that. Yeah, you rummage through you, trash cans. You never once, I saw, yes. hit anybody with a trash can. You just rummage through it. Yes. You know, the weird thing about that game is he'd rummage through trash cans and it would say, oh, there's like a pineapple in here. It brings back health. It's not like a slice of pineapple. Yeah, it's, it's like a whole a, pineapple. A, a whole pineapple. <laughs> what does he do? Does he just tear it apart with his teeth or something? That was also the game where you would be in a store and you were rummaging through an old store that was like broken down and there were boxes and you just open up a box and you go, there's an apple in this box. It's like, why the fuck is there an mm. apple in this box? <laughs> an apple be where all the apples are? Who's storing <laughs> apples in boxes? Like, and just like a cereal box as well, not like a big crate. This is a closed store. Why yeah. is there an apple in this box? <laughs> no wonder they went out of business. So anyway, what they do is they have you pick all this stuff up in that game in Prey and you then eventually get access to... Uh, a machine where you can sort of recycle it because this is set far into the future. You kind of recycle it into its composite parts like yep. organic components, metallic components. Apples. And then in another machine, you can then use that to build ammo, build weapons, build upgrades, build all sorts of stuff. So kind of running through the world, hoovering up all the junk like you do in every game mm. has a purpose in this one. And I can't figure out if they're making fun of other games or not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found out what that purpose is yet? Yeah, yeah. The, well, well, the purpose is, is that you then go on to use it to build stuff for yourself. You build guns and ammo and Just other stuff Just random you need. things. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you pick up somebody's cigar and you put it in the recycler and it says, here's some organic components and you put it in the other thing and you build a health kit. So, there's something in the middle between the cigar and the gun. You can't build a cigar, sorry, a gun out of a cigar and have a cigar shooting gun. It's just- No. It's just compost at that point. No, but to say you had a ring binder that's made out of like paper and metal, you might get some organic and some metal components from that. Okay. Um, That seems reasonable. And it's sort of like a far future set game. There's a, it's a really interesting opening. I'm not going to spoil any of it because I didn't have it spoiled mm. for me. And yeah, yeah. there was a lot of what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's also really hard. Like the little coffee monsters move real quick and there's sort of larger coffee monsters that, that sort of walk around. Yeah. yeah the, well, the larger ones do walk quite slowly, but they can hit you real hard. Is that because they're a large coffee? Or are they just larger yeah. monsters out of the same type of cups? I think it's because they might be an espresso. Ah, that would be a smaller coffee, though. That would be stronger, be, but, but it's stronger. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Everyone should just go, all right, from now on, all coffees are watered down. Very tiny yeah. and watered down. No double Actually, shots. in fact, no one's allowed to have coffee at all. Everyone's drinking chamomile tea from now on. And is it just the coffee that you should worry about in prey, or do, do other things kind of grow tendrils uh, So far, and it's just, just been coffee for me. I actually haven't progressed that far because I've opened sort of the main hub area. Yep. What, I don't know if this is like the hub area for the whole game or for just the first mm-hmm. area. And I've cleared it, and whenever I try to go into a, like a side area, like the medical bays, I just get murdered. Right. Don't go there. That's like a system shock thing. You mm. just don't go into medical bays, otherwise there's monkeys. Yes, I have a weird gun that's a gloop gun that shoots, I guess it looks like clay or plasticine, and I can you can sort of build temporary battlements or build a way to jump up to higher areas. Yeah, yeah. Or you can shoot it at, mon- at the coffee monsters and they'll slowly become more solid and unable to move. Okay, well, that kind of um, makes sense. But then how do you kill them? Do you just keep shooting them with gloop or are there other uh, things? You beat the shit out of them with a wrench. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's the gloop and wrench combo. Yeah. I also have a shotgun. Yeah, not the what was the Bioshock one one the the zap and um, zap and bash. I think was the combo. Yes, it's a one two punch. Nothing like Irish boxing metaphors. <laughs> yeah, so that's a reasonably interesting, if not a little bit difficult. Okay, are you happy now, that it's not what you saw at E three and yeah, like no, a standard shooter, and it's something a bit more interesting? Yeah, there was some weird controversy where IGN gave it like three out of ten or four out of ten, and at and then they three or this year. No, this year. And then they patched it. And okay. They've gone back and re-reviewed it and given it a higher score. But uh, now Metacritic won't change the score because they only take the first one. Right. Okay. So it had a spotty launch. Uh, it may have. I didn't really hear anything bad about it. I heard it was quite fun. Um, yeah. the, the spotty launch may be from Bethesda charging the equivalent of 109 Australian for it on Steam. Yeah, that's a bit rich. So I went to, like, even JB Hi-Fi was looking... Better than buying it from Steam, which is a bit of a worry. Yeah, I was in there on the weekend and they had Prey for Xbox and PS4 for about 75 or 79 bucks. Yeah, which makes me think if this is the way we're going, then I'm just going to get a PS4. In fact, I was really close the other day. I bought um, this week because they had it on May sales. Uh, mm. So I'm one step closer to playing it, but still petrified. Uh, Resident Evil. Seven. Oh, really? Yeah, they had that. All you need now is a PSVR, and you have apparently the penultimate version of um, yeah. of that game. So it was fifty percent off. Uh, and just to let you know, Resident Evil Seven on uh, regular PC. Yep. I cannot even imagine how terrifying it would be on VR because it is freaking terrifying. We need to get you with a VR headset and that game because you're into the scary shit, and I'm not. Mm. So the thing Actually, is, so maybe we need to get me doing it because that'd be yeah. way more funny. 
I start to play mental games with myself to psych myself past it. Right. Is, it if, is it I start to shout things at the monsters to make them sort of less scary? It's like if I'm just shouting insults at them, like oh. juking back and forth and yelling, come on, is that all you got as they cave my skull in with a wrench? Hey, goop face. Um, well, that's where yes, I'm talking to you. It. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem to work on Prey, though, because I actually want to progress in that game. Hey, coffee man. What do you got? Mm. Double shot? Is that all you got? You're a bit of Sugar? a flat white? Hey, yeah, I see. <laughs> Why aren't you doing stand-up comedy? I think that's obvious. <laughs> There's um, a very distinct reason why. So the probably the second to last thing that I'll talk about is like is coming in real hot like half an hour before this podcast started. Yeah, yeah. I played Quake Champions. Oh, cool. Which is Bethesda's sort of Quake alike with kind of Quake Three, the, the new version, yeah. the new school. Yeah, Degrassi yeah. There's a lot Junior of Quake High. Three sounds in it. Oh, does um, it the same thing? Yeah, hanging out with uh, with all the Linux guys playing Quake Three. That was yeah, that yeah. was us at that time. Yep. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, I would call it Overquake or Overwatch Quake. Oh, right. Just like so, character selection. Equipable. So do characters have different stats this time or is it just yeah, different models? Perks. Oh, okay. Okay. And there's loot boxes that you can buy and, <laughs> and skins are. that you can unlock. Yeah. <laughs> How does the railgun feel? Does it still feel good? I don't know. I haven't played uh, You haven't the railgun found yet. that in a loot box yet? You haven't um, no. paid the well, requisite amount of money to unlock the railgun? I, I don't think it works that way. Okay. But, um, no, the map I played on had the rocket launcher and it, yeah, it kind of feels all right. doesn't feel quite as good as all right, stop, Quake. I mean, stop, stop, the, I'm talking, talking about the- what? Can, can we rocket jump? Let's just get it out of the way. Is it a good uh, game? You can, actually. Excellent. I think the Quake guy can rocket jump and, like, his icon specifically references him being able to rocket jump. Oh, so no one else can rocket jump. So it's not just something that anyone can do. I think he gets more height than the others. I'd have to check. I've only okay. played one match. Yeah, yeah. And I came last. Um, mm. And, uh, like, the, the movement's spot on because I think they're using the Doom engine. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the weapons kind of feel a little bit iffy to me. And some of the in-app purchase stuff feels a bit iffy to me. Yeah, yeah. Probably how's, how's fair the to say that sort of AAA, the shotgun. Oh, the shotgun feels all right. It's got a good kick. Yeah. Okay. AAA gaming in general feels a bit iffy to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> at the moment. But lastly, I've got some tragic news. Okay. Yeah. In in the gaming world. Yeah. What's happened? Uh, the Dodo cast of How I Met Your Mother have perished. I, 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 look, I'm sure those were all English words, but you put them together in a way that I didn't understand. Mm. Do you recall the Dodo cast of How I Met Your Mother? No. With Ark Survival Evolved? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the poop. Is that yes. the game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, we got it. They have 2A Dodo died. Oh, no. Did it survive long enough to spawn new Dodo? Uh, unfortunately not. They It kind of happens in real time, and because we start and stop our game, the server's not running all the time, so... I can tell you that Alison Hannigan and Colby Smolders had uh, at least uh, a couple of days more of server time left before they could uh, lay another egg. Oh, no. So now what's the plan now? Do you have to go out and get another Dodo? Like, I can understand yeah, they're well, probably well, rare. Yeah, we do, but we probably need to repair our base first. Oh, did something happen? Something did happen. Something got in. That, well, up until now, we hadn't seen a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> But then my wife, uh, who was running along the beach <laughs> at the time, yeah. um, gained its attention. I'm not sure whether it was intentional or not. Um, so it wasn't a Chris. Oh, no, I didn't do anything no. at all. <laughs> you shot it. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, and so her gut reaction, not having the skill and experience that we have when faced with an adverse situation in a group game like yeah, this. Yeah. Um, ran back to, to base. Run, run, Led run it back, back to the base. base. Yep. <laughs> 
and so the um, train to zone, T Rex to zone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the T Rex was chasing her, but it stopped when it came across the pen that I had constructed, full of the dodo cast of how oh. I met your mother. <laughs> And rather than be worried by the human-sized walls that I constructed around them, it just reached in uh, and gobbled them all up. <laughs> so, is this classed as natural causes the way it does? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably. I'm natural not sure. causes for a dodo, maybe. Now, apart from that, we were doing fine until the T-Rex noticed me because I was on the second floor of uh, a nearby building. Um, to be fair, it only noticed you because you were looking at the dodos going, No! <laughs> yeah. It kind of helped that I was in a sort of a dramatic position on the second floor of a building that I was <laughs> in the middle of constructing. So it charged through the fences and the dodo pens to get at me, at which point I jumped off the building and ran into a cave and yeah, yeah. teleported my wife to me because that's the way this special game oh, okay. you, works. You can't get too far away from each other. Yeah. At which point the T-Rex, no, no, the T-Rex charged uh, at us and uh, got stuck in the front of the cave and she shot it with the arrows that she had in her inventory. And she's saying, it's fine, we're going to take it down. I said, well, how many arrows do you have? And she said, I've got 30. And I sort of thought, (laughs) well, that's not going to take a T-Rex down. And so I sat there and waited for her arrows to run out. And they said, have you had enough yet? (laughs) Um, But you could have made some more. You didn't have supplies. Well, you see, you need supplies for that. And all of our supplies are in our house. Right, okay. But then the T-Rex got bored of us and wandered off. With 30 arrows poking out of its face. Yeah. So that then sort of started uh, us running out of the cave. The T-Rex had run after us. We'd run back into the cave. We'd sort of jab it with sticks as it as it stuck its head in and then it'd get bored and walk off. And then we kind of got stuck in between um, or it was in between the cave and us. So we ran up the beach and then I think I died and then she died and then I sort of respawned near the T-Rex and it chased after me and it chased us a fair way away from our base with us dying repeatedly. <laughs> it was a long sort of pitch night of multiple T-Rex related deaths, but the, the death I will most remember is where I was cold because it was raining. I didn't have any food. I didn't have any clothes because they're all, all on my body. I was just about to freeze to death and sort of rather than let it freeze to death, I just went and stood on top of the campfire <laughs> that my wife had built <laughs> and sort of, you know, gave myself a Viking funeral rather than rather than uh, succumbing to the that. cold. Yeah. You should come to the heat. Yes. Well. So, I then- uh, That was a surprisingly um, poop-free story yeah. of Ark Survival Evolved. Mm. So, then we just- um, We respawned near our base and it turned, and we made like lots and lots of arrows and I thought- Because I, I thought, right, well, we're just going to take this down. My wife was saying, are we going to start playing a different game? It's like, no, no, you did this. We're going to sort it out. I thought you were going to say- uh, that she was going, are we going to start dinner soon? It's like, no, we're going to take this T-Rex down before dinner. Otherwise, nobody eats. I said, we're going to make 200 arrows each, and then we're going to lead him back to the cave, and then we're going to shoot all 200 each into him. Yep. Uh, so then we started off up the beach, uh, and it was a long way away, and the the T-Rex was in the middle of the forest chasing other animals, and my wife said, shouldn't we just leave it? It's like nowhere near our base. <laughs> it started this. <laughs> And then, so I walked towards it and got attacked by a bunch of other dinosaurs, which I had to kill. <laughs> and at that point, I, went, I was bleeding and wounded and, and had used, up a, used up a bunch of my arrows. Yeah, and I said, uh, let's just go back to the base. <laughs> <laughs> let's go find some more dodos, lead yeah. them back. Yeah, so maybe- that's, that was our adventure in Ark Survival Evolved. Maybe you should make the cave your base, because then the T-Rex couldn't get in. Or make the cave where you keep the dodos. Safe um, from T-Rex. Yeah, that's probably, well, it's, it's probably a good idea, but 
the problem with the cave is, is it like it almost teleports you when you go in. It's like in a different zone. Oh, I'm okay. not sure if you can move animals in there. That m- might be a good idea. We hadn't thought of that, actually. Unless Ark has some weird thing where animals need sunlight. Probably. Maybe poop needs yeah. sunlight. So that was my week for games. Cool. Well, my week with games. Um, you've heard of a little game called NBA Jam. I have. And some of its sequels, NBA Showtime, um, NBA Street, NBA Street Volume 2. I have been playing a game called NBA Playgrounds. Uh, so Saber Is that Interactive- like NBA Jam played between school kids in the playground? Almost. So uh, Saber Interactive sent us over a code for having a look at NBA Playgrounds. Uh, and it look, it sells itself right off the bat as an arcade-style two-on-two basketball game. So they're going heavily after the people who love those type of games. So they almost go out of their way to reference NBA Jam, NBA Showtime. They say that the commentators in there were from NBA Jam and one was from Rucker Park. So you've kind of got your Rucker Park, uh, NBA Street guy who gives a bit of the street and then the NBA Jam guy who would give a bit of more of that NBA Jam. Although I couldn't find... I did a bit of research on the NBA Jam commentator because I was sure that they weren't using the same NBA Jam commentator as the classic NBA Jam commentator. And the one that they've got in the game is a guy called uh, Ian Eagle, or apparently his name's Iron Eagle, as in (laughs) I-A-N Eagle, and that's how he says it. But he was actually a commentator on NBA Jam, the TV show, and not NBA Jam, the video game, because the original commentator from NBA Jam, the video game, was Tim Kitzrow, and he was the guy who, you know... He did the boom shakalaka and he's heating up and right. all that kind of stuff. It's kind of a weird game. I went into it because I love those games, wanting to really, really like the game, but I kind of don't like the game in the end. It doesn't mm. feel, and it's, look, it's almost harsh going up against those games because they are so polished and they have gone through so many iterations and they are so beloved, but this game just doesn't feel like it's got the craft underneath the pretty exterior. One of the things I noticed like really, really early playing the game is you've played basketball games before and when you go for a shot and you hit the shoot button, there's a time to it. So you generally, it's when you hit the top of the arc of where you jump up, you release the ball and you've got the highest chance of the ball going through the net. And if you release it too early, it comes back backwards a little bit. And if you release it too late, it goes too far. Uh, this one's got the same thing, but... I found it didn't give a lot of feedback as to why I was missing almost 100% of my shots. All it would do is when the ball bounced off the rim, it would say late or early. But then it kind of gave me no sense of how to get to the right shot. I mean, so I went back and I did the tutorial. And even I noticed the tutorial in the game says, make sure you release the button at the correct point. But it fails to mention what the correct point is when you're shooting and eventually like i did a first contact video and i was talked about a lot of this how i was struggling with a lot of the feedback that the game was giving me Mm. and i've since played another four to five hours of it because i wanted to be sure that it wasn't just me who was screwing up really really badly and i ended up getting over the fact that i was unable to get shots and i was starting to get shots in more and more and more but I couldn't do it reliably enough that I knew why I was getting the shots in. The shots would just happen more and more, and I think I was just getting used to the timing, but without actually knowing how I was doing it. It was a really Mm. weird system. It just doesn't feel like it gels properly. I never feel like I'm in control. 
in the right. game. And I never feel that the ways that I lose the matches are because of something that I did. Before you get into that, yeah, let's go back to Iron Eagle. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I yeah. understand what you're saying, but I'm interested in Iron Eagle. Yeah, yeah. Go. Does he have anything to do with the Lewis Gossett Jr. movie Iron Eagle? <laughs> I don't think so, no. What about the sequel Iron Eagle 2? Maybe he's got a brother. I don't know. Ace is Iron Eagle. Eagle the, he could be Iron Eagle the second, and his dad could also be Iron Eagle. Right. There's a distinct possibility. Okay. Um, All right. Not Iron Eagle on the attack. No. No. It's, okay. Um, let's just refer to him as Ian Eagle. I wonder if they made an Iron Eagle game, if it would have better controls than this or better feedback than this. It'd be a heavy bird. The Iron Eagle games are about fighter pilots. Yeah, Imagine yeah. if you're in a fighter jet and you tried to lock on your missiles to another jet and the computer in your plane just said, oh, whatever. <laughs> Is that the sort of thing you're talking about with this game where it doesn't provide you enough feedback to tell whether or not you're doing well or not yeah, doing well? it just kind of goes, you missed. Uh, try it again. See what happens. And you do it again. Okay. Case, eh, you missed. Like I was missing dunks. A lot of my dunks. A lot of the percentages of my dunks. I would have an open court. I would jump in the air. Do my little spin. I'd slam it and it, the ball would bounce off. I'm like, come mm. on. And it would say late. It was like, I hadn't even reached the peak of my jump and I let go. And you're saying that I released late. And also, which was also doubly frustrating to me. That sometimes the dunks go in slow motion, so then that completely throws off my timing because I don't know whether now I'm in slow motion and I haven't reached the peak of my dunk, should I be letting it go now or should I be letting it go when the slow motion hits? But then that feels like a really long time and Mm. like I say, I never feel like I'm in control in there. And the commentators, they make a big deal of the commentators in, in the press release, good old Iron Eagle and EJ mm. the Mayor Johnson, who was actually a commentator from Rucker Park in New York, so he brings a little bit of cred to it. But um, is he actually the mayor of that place? Or I believe he is the mayor of the court, but I'm not sure how official that is. I'm not sure he's got one of those big gold things that goes around his neck like the mayors do. And I'm not. Is there a governor of the court then? Maybe. No. Maybe there's uh, the civil servants, are the people who play mm. the basketball. Who takes out the garbage for the court? Oh, everyone takes out the trash. And Sean Kemp does. That's who. Sean Kemp is apparently in this game and I haven't unlocked him yet. And I'm going to keep on playing until I do <laughs> unlock him. <laughs> right. Oh, I will say that I got bad feelings about this game when the first thing you see before you even see menus or anything, you see three packets of unopened basketball cards and you have to open up the basketball cards <laughs> and get cards out and then slowly, ever so slowly, you have to click on each one and they flip over and that's how you unlock new characters is through opening up packs of basketball cards. Now, thankfully, there doesn't seem to be in the game a way to purchase them. They are purely unlockables, so you can't just put money in and unlock, so it's not a pay-to-play or anything, but it just gave Mm. me this really nervous, oh, it's like, shit, don't go down this road of having to spend $300 to open up all these characters, but um, it didn't. Mm. There are just a lot of things in there that could have been thought through a little bit better or could have been just tweaked a little bit more. Yeah, Um, yeah, it definitely sounds like it hasn't been quite thought through. Yeah, and the commentating isn't great. What? Yeah, the commentating in- Iron Eagle's no good. No, Iron Eagle's not. It just seems really vanilla. And the music, which they bill as a cool hip-hop soundtrack, is a really vanilla just beats and things. I mean, NBA Street and NBA Street 2 and 3- they all had really cool mood-setting soundtracks of actual hip-hop artists and this really cool grooves. And this is just really super forgettable music and it's super forgettable commentating. 
It's mm. I'm not sure whether they're trying to do almost what NBA Jam does, but you know, having to tweak it because maybe I don't know they don't have the rights to use the same vernacular, but their options of what they say versus what NBA Jam say, they just sound really lame. Yeah. I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe they can't be too close to the original product. Do they have the NBA license though, don't they? They absolutely have the NBA license. All the right. teams are in there. And you can choose characters, I mean, as long as you unlock the characters. I mean, when you start the game, you've only got 15 characters to choose from because they give you five, no, three packs of cards to open. So Is this start- going to get like Warhammer, where White Dwarf just licenses it to whoever asks now? Like the Warhammer universe, where yeah. it used to be, no, oh. you can't make a game unless you prove that it's going to be really, really good. And yeah. now it's like, if you've you got five nickels and a bag of rocks, then you can have the, the Space Marine license. It could be. I mean, I think a lot more people are watching the TV stuff, so I think they think it's prime time to cash in. Cash in. Yeah. Get some exposure. Yeah. And the other thing about this, which I thought was going to be a really cool thing, but in play, it seems to break things a lot for me, is that you've got a meter that you build up. So if you do special slams or if you do special shots, you build up a meter. And I love meters. As a fan of fighting games, I love me a good meter. So you build up this meter, and then once it fills, you get a random special move. So that could be a lightning ball, which when activated is a 100% guaranteed shot from anywhere on the court, which is good if you need a three-point shot really, really badly. But some of them seem to be so bad that they break the game. So you could get a whole minute of if you shoot from a certain point of the court, you get double the points. And one of the special moves is if you get this shot in, it's a difficult shot, you straight up get 12 points, which in a game like that really fucking blows the balance open. Like, I've been in a game against the computer where it was so close. It was close up until the last minute. And then in the last minute, they get one of those things and I end up losing by 25 points, which doesn't really feel fair when you're in the thick of it. And, you is know, this like rubber banding in a basketball game? It's rubber banding, which is fine because NBA Jam has rubber banding, but they don't do it through special moves where you know you've just got twenty five points all of a sudden. Like just you know the team below just gets a slightly better chance of getting their shots in. But you know I've seen rubber banding in these games before; it's fine. But this is rubber banding done in a really seems like a real unfair way. And you know I know this is a video game. But it's not how basketball works. They've changed the game because, you know, basketball doesn't have those shots. Okay. And the other thing, you know, regular basketball shots, two points within the circle, three points outside Mm -hmm. the circle. I understand that much about basketball. That's all you need to know, really. But Mm -hmm. what if you shot and that timing of the jumping and the letting go and you did it picture perfect and you hit that one frame that meant that you had the perfect shot, Mm -hmm. you get an extra point. I thought... So it's you not get any two points, points if- anymore, it's three points. And then it's not three points anymore, it's four points. Right. That's not how basketball if you works. hit the backboard or something? No. Oh, sorry, just- smash it. I haven't seen anyone smash a backboard. Right. Can you explain something about basketball to me? What does the little square on it mean? That's uh, generally if you're wanting to bank a shot off the backboard, if you mm. aim roughly for that square, you should- So it's a target. It's- yeah, it's kind of a target. Right. So you could say that they should have just have a picture of NBA playground on there because it seems to be a big fucking target. <laughs> would that make your shots go in more or in it less? Make you want to want to pummel it. <laughs> yeah. So look, I went into this game really, really wanting it to be fun, and and it looks really good. The character models, I think, look good. I mean, maybe did you ever play 
it was on Xbox. I'm not sure whether it was on PlayStation, but there was a karting game called uh, F1 something or other karting, and it was yep. licensed by the Formula One. So it actually had you know you could play as Mark Webber and you could play as Villeneuve and you drove around tracks, and it was kind of like a poor man's Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. This game feels like and almost looks like the same type of game. So it actually feels like a poor man's NBA Jam in the way that mm. the F1 All-Stars felt like a poor man's Mario Kart. Right. But I, I just got it's, a lot of that vibe off it. It's not enough that you want to be like a game that's good. You have to actually be good. Yeah, and if you're going into a world where the already existing games have been that good, then you need to really step it up. And... um mm. Unfortunately, it's not. And I was really looking forward to it because you could get it on the Switch and I could have played it at mobile. And, you know, it's available everywhere. You can get it on PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4, Switch. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not adverse to semi-bad arcade-style basketball games. I played and finished. I got all the way to the championships and finished NBA Jam for the iPhone. I played the whole fucking game (laughs) on the screen with the screen controllers. That's how much I love those style basketball games. Mm. And that game felt better than NBA Playground. So, what are you going to do about it? N- not not play it anymore? Right. Actually, I, exp- I want to unlock Sean Camp. <laughs> Maybe if you feed it all your WWE super cards, it will unlock Sean Camp. Maybe. I do want to maybe give it another couple of hours and see if anything changes. But I don't know. I'm still getting a little bit frustrated playing it. Maybe trade it in for a, a copy of one-on-one Dr. J versus Larry Bird for the Commodore 64. That was a good game. There was also a 3D mm. um, Michael Jordan basketball game that someone gave me a not quite a legal copy of it when I was in high school. And I loaded it up on my 486 and it ran super slow. But I spent a good couple of hours trying to play that game, even though it wasn't rendering right <laughs> and it was going really slow. Because it kind of looked good when it was working and looked really bad yep. when it wasn't. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So that was a disappointing start to the week because when I saw that the code came through, I was really excited. But then instead, I picked up a copy of Poyo Poyo Tetris on the Nintendo oh, Switch. Yes. That's actually really good. You're, on the Switch? Yeah. You're familiar with Tetris, I would say. I am familiar with Tetris, yes. Are, are you familiar with Poyo Poyo? Not as much. They're the little um, things with faces and they fall down and you have to match up four of a color. And babies, they, and you just said there were little things with faces. Yeah, little things with faces, babies. Yeah, all those moths that have like skulls on the backs of them themselves. That's, that's over there. Things with faces. If you can imagine that, but they're colours, and if you match up four of them, they pop and then go away. Okay, all right. And did then, I dream? Is did, I'm still dreaming from the flu? Aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> all right. So, so if you this just imagine, my, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to feel like throwing up, and I'm going to be covered in sweat. And my wife will be there with a glass of lemonade. It's all right. And he's like, what are the colored things, the pop and the... Yeah. So, um, I quite like Poyo Poyo on the Game Boy Advance. I imported a copy of Poyo Pop and I played that a lot on the train and then I got a headache. Um, But this is... (laughs) How did that happen? Hang on. One, how did that happen? And two, when were you catching the train? I think my car was in to be serviced and I thought, I know what I can do on the train rather than just sit there and do nothing. I'll bring my uh, Game Boy Advance SP and pure pop and i did that and a whole like 40 minute ride i was staring at this really tiny screen with semi good light but not really that great light and when i stood up i was like oh man i almost can't see anything and then i had a headache that's what i remember <laughs> from pure pop or pure pop okay uh, anyway this 
game has both of them, so you can play either Tetris or you can play either Puyo Puyo, or you can play them together on the same screen in the same game, which I right. didn't think would work, but it does work. It's actually really fun. The first time I saw it, I was a bit kind of freaked out. I was like, what the fuck is all this shit? And the Puyo Puyos were falling down, and then all of a sudden I got a Tetris block in the thing, and I was like, what the fuck do I do with this? And I was pushing it down, and then I couldn't figure out what was going on on screen, so then I had to go through and actually did the tutorial, which explained it all. So what happens is when you're playing Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is the mashup of both of the two, you'll get a section of Puyo Puyos for a while, so you can match up your blues and your yellows, and they'll... So Puyo Puyos are affected by gravity, so if you match them up and there's a gap underneath, the Puyo Puyos will fall to fill the gap, unlike Tetris pieces. But then mm. suddenly you'll get some Tetris pieces. And what Tetris pieces do is Tetris pieces crush Puyo Puyos, or they no. force... Oh, the humanity. Yeah, I know. But the good thing is it's fine, because once the Tetris pieces fall and they crush the Puyo Puyos, the Puyo Puyos will reappear from the top of the screen and fall on top. So it's almost like the Tetris pieces fall to the bottom of the play field and the Puyo Puyos stay up to the top. So what you're telling me is Puyo Puyos are Buddhists? Uh, they're buoyant. Why would they be Buddhists? Because they, they support reincarnation. They die and they become reincarnated as, as I guess, in this in their universe, Puyo Puyos are the only form of life. So you're constantly reincarnated as just another Puyo Puyo. Yeah, pretty much. You're doomed to be a Puyo Puyo for the rest of your life. Right. This game has online play, which I haven't really tried yet, but I've just been playing a lot against the CPU. You know, when you're doing battle Tetris and you're doing battle Puyo Puyo, um, shit blocks get sent your way and you just have to deal with them mm. the best way you can. Shit um, blocks constantly get sent my way. <laughs> it's just life. What draw- So, if you're playing and you get a bunch of shit Puyo Puyo blocks, which end up just being greys, so instead of being all the bright colours of the Puyo Puyos, they are greys. If you drop a Tetris piece on top of the Puyo Puyos and it crushes through all those blocks, it actually destroys all of the grey blocks. Oh, okay. So, half of you, when you get a Tetris piece, is trying to place it in the right spot to get rid of those, but then that right spot might not be the right spot where you actually need a Tetris piece, so you're kind of trying to make those decisions and trying to manage that whilst you're also managing Puyo Puyos and there's also a function where if you get a piece that you don't need so just say you're playing Tetris and you know how sometimes you get those two that are off-centered to each other yes and you always seem to get one whenever you don't have a spot for it if you hit one yes. of the shoulder buttons one piece can go into just a side where you go okay I'll just use that bit later and you can then switch that piece out with another piece that's in the process of being fallen whenever you want. So you can keep on switching in and out pieces, which is really helpful in Tetris when you do get a piece and you go, oh, I've got a square bit, but I don't have any square holes. I'll just throw that over there and I'll bring in one of the little jaggedy ones and then that'll drop in. Um, yep. It's quite good. I recommend getting it. It's really, really fun. It's got an adventure mode, which has got a story, which is, um, I will say, the quality you would expect from a Puyo Puyo Tetris story. It's kind of... A bit bizarre and a bit simplistic and a bit fun, but it's serviceable. It's funny. So I'm not going to be spoiling too much, but uh, the characters from the Puyo Puyo game and the characters from the Tetris game meet up in a hijinxy situation and they start to teach each other how to play each of the two games. So you're actually playing Tetris versus Puyo Puyo. So when you gain Tetris levels, those are sent over to the Puyo Puyo sides as shit Puyo Puyos. And then when the Puyo Puyos go, they send over to the Tetris side as shit Tetris blocks. But right. um, there is an evil villain who is trying to 
merge the two games as one game, and that's how the Poyo Poyo Tetris ends up coming about. Is that, is, is that villain Luminous? No. <laughs> no. That's going to be the sequel, Poyo Poyo yep. Tetris Luminous. Capcom um, versus SNK versus Luminous versus Poyo Poyo. Yeah. But there are a lot of different game modes within it. Like, there are some challenge ones where you're fed just, you know, already mixed up Poyo Poyo scenes, and you have to figure out how best to chain to clear those scenes. Um during the story mode in the early parts of the villain trying to merge the Poyo Poyo and the Tetris, uh, you're actually playing a mode where you're playing two separate games at the same time almost. So you get 30 seconds of playing Poyo Poyo and then you get 30 seconds of playing Tetris and then it keeps switching between the two. So <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a head fuck. You kind of go, oh, so what was I doing? Okay, I was, I, this thing goes over there. And you go, and just as you're getting somewhere in Tetris, it goes, no, nope, you're going to play Poyo Poyo. And you go, oh, shit, where was I at with Poyo Poyo? Oh, shit, I had yellow things over here. And oh, my God, I was there. So it's actually quite a intense thing to try and keep up on, but um, pretty fun. Mm, uh, it's a, is this a download game or is you, can you buy it in hard format? Yeah, you will be able to buy it in hard format, I believe, this week. For some reason, the digital download was available and the hard copy got pushed back till kind of mid-May. So Mm. if you want it on a little cartridge, you can get it on a cartridge. And if you want it digital, you can get it digital. This release has been really weird because apparently you could get it for PlayStation 4 as well, but you could either, but you could only get it physical and not digital or the other way around. Like you couldn't get it one of the two ways. From what I can gather, a lot of people think it's because of the weird Tetris licensing. Mm. So I think it's only a one gig download, so you should be able to fit it on whatever little card you've got. Mm. Okay, well, give it a look. Yeah, and the other thing I bought while I was buying some Poyo Poyo Tetris is I bought the Nintendo Switch Neo Geo Arcade Classic version of Gary Mark of the Wolves. No, oh, to because, complete your collection. Yes, to have just one more version. So that's actually a pretty good transfer. It's not the ideal way to play that game with the little buttons instead of the D-pad, but on a pro controller, it's pretty good. And it's a pretty good version of it. doesn't have online play, though. Yeah. I mean, is there much of an online Garou scene that would would benefit? No. No. There should be, because it's awesome. But that's just, you know, me. But uh, it's a pretty good transfer. So support Garou. Um, So that's all I've been doing. Maybe I'll finally get past the third character. My son will... Help you out if you need help. <laughs> He's good at it. Uh, all right. That's what I've been doing. That's what you've been doing. It's been a busy week. Mm. Elite Dangerous, Fever Dreams, and Poyo Poyo NBA Playgrounds. Yep. Uh, let's move on to and some- And Iron Eagle. Uh, let's move on to some news. This one kind of came out of nowhere for me. Mm. Square Enix have split with IO Interactive. They've Continuing ki- the run of fantastic decisions from Square <laughs> Enix. <laughs> it's like, you realize this was one of the really good things you did last year and- now you're kicking them to the curb. Mm. So that kind of came out of nowhere. There were a lot of questions people were asking about, you know, who gets Hitman in the breakup. The worst thing that could happen is that Square Enix got Hitman and IO yes, didn't get Hitman. I agree. That is the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. Wasn't I just throwing shade on Square Enix last podcast for maybe being the reason that Nier on the PC has not been patched yet? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they've got more important <sighs> things to do. They've got more important monies to make. Apparently Hitman wasn't as profitable as what it, I mean, probably not as profitable when compared to a giant invested AAA title, but yeah. maybe there's not room in yeah. the giant companies for medium tier games to exist, yeah. even though that they're great. 
But the rumor is apparently, and it hasn't been really confirmed by anyone, and apparently uh, the other rumor is that IO are going to make a statement this week coming, but the rumor is that they retain the rights to Hitman. Um, this is according to German gaming website GameStar. Well, hopefully. And apparently Season 2 development is about at the halfway point and on track to be released close to 2018. So, well, you know, good on your Square Enix ship. I mean, maybe they're in financial trouble and, and this is they see this as their way out, is that they have to get rid of stuff that's not making money, release a whole bunch of Final Fantasy pachinko machines and go the Konami route. Yeah, I don't know. Um, just when you think that they've started to make some smart choices and some cool games started coming out, it's just something weird happens and you go, oh, yeah, I remember. Hmm. They can be a bit hot and cold. Yeah, kind of like Techland, I guess. <laughs> it's yeah. like a weird AAA version of Techland. <laughs> Yeah, so um, hopefully that rumor is right and IO keep Hitman and they keep playing with it and getting to do what they want to do with it. And look, maybe the game's better for it. Maybe they don't have Square Enix looking over their shoulder trying to add things into the game. I don't know. Mm. Hopefully it's better for them. Hopefully, I don't know whether they need to find someone to financially back it or to actually publish it. But I can imagine if people have seen the reception it got last year, uh, season one, someone's going to step up and publish it. Yep. I mean, I suppose if they can make a sound financial case for it, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, or or maybe if even IO can self-publish it at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as they get enough people buying it. You just have to wonder what the deal is going to be between Square Enix, whether they have to pay some money to keep the title or keep the name, Mm. or whether it just comes part and parcel because it was an IO interactive game. Yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, that one scared me early on in the week. I was like, no, come on. We just want good things. Give us good things. And then the other news that came out is that Mass Effect is apparently on hiatus. So there hasn't been an official announcement, I think. someone This was, again, um, some information people gathered from earnings calls and some other quotes with people. But uh, apparently some people from, was it uh, EA Montreal did Mass Effect Andromeda? Mm. They've been moved off to EA Motive which is doing Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the remainder of the Bioware Montreal will apparently either continue working on Andromeda multiplayer and content or shift to whatever the the new Bioware IP is that has also been pushed back till April 2018. So they might not be continuing with that series right off the bat. No one said that it's been completely cancelled, just on hiatus, just putting it out to the back. We'll get to it later. When I was on holidays, I really felt like playing some Mass Effect Andromeda. And when I got back, I didn't play Mass Effect Andromeda. Do you I'm still not have sure the anchoring for it? A little bit, kind of. But switching to inside baseball mode for a moment is the one thing that running a video game related podcast and website does too, is you tend to play a lot of different games. Yeah, you do. Um, um, I still have Doom that I was really enjoying that I haven't really gotten back to. That one is worth finishing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I should have spent my NBA Playgrounds time playing Doom. Oh, I think so. So, yeah, Mass Effect on hiatus. Hopefully they work and make the actual Mass Effect Andromeda better so that if and when I ever get around to playing it, it's a better game than what it was when it launches. Mm, hopefully. Uh, and then we've got apparently Alan Wake, which is a good game. Going I've played away. that. It's a really fun game. Um, mm. Apparently it's been removed from sale on, is it on Steam and everywhere? Or is yeah, it- well, as of recording within the next 48 hours, I would imagine it will be removed from sale. So by the time listening to this, it's probably too late. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was worth calling attention to because they haven't taken what I would refer to as the cowardly rock star way of dealing with this issue. 
where they use a lot of licensed music in that game and, yeah. and some good licensed music to good effect. Now, usually when the, the, the let me just illustrate the cowardly rock star way is to take your perfectly fine working version of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, remove the tracks that are licensed, even from people who have purchased the game prior to the restriction or the music license running out, and then replace their version of the game with a version based off the mobile version of it. Oh, okay. But instead, Remedy have said, no, nah, this is it. It's running out here. We're going to make the game three bucks. And if you want it, get it before then because it's gone otherwise. Yeah, and you can actually get both. You can get uh, Alan Wake mm. and Alan Wake American Nightmares for four bucks on Steam. Yep. American Nightmare is sticking around. Uh, Alan Wake is not. So, Which makes this the third time I have bought Alan Wake. I've recently bought a copy on Good Old Games because you can just download a DRM-free installer. So regardless of what shenanigans get pulled on Steam, because after San Andreas, I'm not falling for that shit again, I've got a copy now that will persist through such rubbish. Uh, before this podcast started, we were talking about potentially buying a copy of Alan Wake on Steam and giving it away in a competition, just in case mm. by the time someone reads this or here's this, should I say, they really want it and they didn't get it. And, and, you know, to give someone the opportunity to keep playing that game. But apparently Steam has taken away the ability to purchase a game you have already got and keep a copy of it in your inventory for later. Yeah, which, we can't quite figure that out. Yeah. So, um, mm. we couldn't do if that. you know what happened, write in via email and let us know. We tried. We tried to be nice. We tried to mm. be loving and nice here and yep. systems are getting in our way. Just another that says that Steam is just, yeah... <laughs> Is just just stopping us from doing nice things for other people. So instead, we're still going to give away an anime box at some point, one day, soon. I have anime box news. Oh, you do? Yeah, one of my cousins has just posted on Facebook. It looks like this is like a boxed Sailor Moon mobile phone. Like it comes in a special cardboard gatefold box. Yeah. Uh, And then it has like a document with licenses and things like that, like certificates and stuff. So, you know, it's an an official um, Sailor Moon. And it comes with a selfie stick that is shaped like Sailor Moon's wand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd almost want it for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very suspicious looking selfie stick. Let me me tell you that. I don't even use selfie Um, sticks. I think they're an abomination. But if I can get one shaped like Sailor Moon's wand, I'm all down. It's also pink. There is also uh, a clear cover that has some Sailor Moon iconography on it, I guess. I'm not up to date with Sailor Moon these days. I don't know what it means. And some other weird little thing that I don't know because I haven't got the sound on on this video. It looks like the button that you would push to disarm the alarm on your car. But oh, it yeah. might be just uh, like a remote trigger for the phone, camera on the phone or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, know. probably. Probably the self so, yeah, button. If someone wants to send us one of those, we'll put it in the anime box of stuff we're giving away. Yeah, yeah. It is very pink. It's called an M8, which I don't know what that really means. Mm. Is that a brand of phone? Look, I wanted to say it looked kind of like an iPhone, but it looked was the wrong shape, but it had the right button shape. And I thought maybe this is just some Chinese ripoff or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We don't don't know anything about mobile phones in Japan. So if you want to educate us, write in. It's just a crazy town. They can do whatever they want. Uh, I don't even know where we are anymore. We were talking about Alan Wake and now we're all of a sudden on Sailor Moon mobile (laughs) phones. But I will tell you that while you were talking to us and regaling us about pink Sailor Moon mobile phones, I bought a copy of Alan Wake on GOG for $3 (laughs) just so I can have a copy of it without DRM. All right. Mm. That means the start of our weekly segment that we call Letting Off Steam. 
tell you that having the flu makes you let off a lot of steam or something very much like steam. Does it happen from all the holes in your body? <laughs> Pretty much. Constantly. Yeah. It's like your body's trying to evacuate itself. <laughs> through your pores. Yeah. That's not how you should go to the toilet, through your pores. <laughs> no, not at all. You've got specific outlets for those things. <laughs> yes. And when your body decides to eject it through the pores, you know that there's something wrong. You should go see a doctor. get it back with a stamp on it that says not fit for purpose. Yeah. So we're going to start. This is a special co-op edition of Letting Off Steam. We're looking at co-op games. I thought you were going to do a special Alan Wake edition and just no. do all Alan Wake. Might, might do Alan. Well, there's only two Alan Wake games unless there's like a, a visual novel that I'm not aware of. No, I don't. Probably. Um, we should. Uh, who's do you reckon the that guy? there could be an Alan Wake mobile phone that had a selfie will... stick with a, a torch attached to it or something? <laughs> probably. I will, I will tweet Sam Lake, who's the writer of Alan Wake, during the week and say... Make an Alan Wake visual novel so we can do it, letting off steam yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah, because we need the third thing. Yep. Uh, Payday 2 is the first game. You are familiar with Payday 2? I am. Recently Ghost they build. had new news that uh, I think all the DLC is going free or it's just going to be like a one-off purchase and you get everything now. Yeah, special edition. And that game's got a lot of DLC too, so mm. that'd probably be a good purchase if you can get yeah. your hands on it. We have a positive review from Fuzz Benchmark, which I'm not sure is a guitar thing or just a general fuzz thing. It's a good name. Mm, I think, uh, what what would your fuzz benchmark be? My fuzz benchmark would be a, what, an what, original what Dallas fuzz? Abrita, yep. Abrita, I can't even say the name, uh, a fuzz face, the circuit, right. uh, but with a germanium transistor rather than a silicon transistor because it's nice and soft and round and it gives you this kind of fuzz, but also it cleans up nicely if you turn the volume knob of your guitar down. Right. So it gives you my, flexibility. My fuzz, bench, my fuzz benchmark is the Legend of Fuzz pedal just because it's funny. And it sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty unique. Mm. We are coming at it from different angles there. But anyway, so Fuzz Benchmark with 389.3 hours says, uh, Payday 2 is a love story about four men and their inability to buy a drill that works properly. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny because it's true. Yeah, because I took skills that would specifically make my drill fail after longer periods of time and allow me to fix it faster because it was that it became that much of a problem. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like drill these six things at once. Like fair enough. Okay. Just, the drill's broken again. Yeah. We need to fix it. <laughs> we're all dead, but the drill's broken, that's the main thing. So, uh, we now have a negative review from Dejontifa. Dejontifier? Is that uh, an O or is that a zero? Is it, G- no, is it DJ no zero to fire? Yeah, Unicode may solve that for yeah, us. Yeah. I'm not sure. 2.8 hours. He says, I'm kind of surprised I can write a review, a review without buying DLC. It's, it's fair. There's, like I said, there's a lot of DLC for that mm. release. And hopefully the new version will fix it. Hopefully he won't have to do it anymore. Hopefully he'll be able to write his review without having yes. to purchase anything extra. You should not have to buy DLC to write a review. I want no. to see a publisher try that, actually, and see what <laughs> happens. The, Season the pass. Ri- the writer, writer Steam review DLC. Yeah. Um, the next game I chose was Warhammer End Times Vermintide, which is a big favourite of one of our friends, Chris. Yep. Recently released some new DLC called Stormhold. I try to play that, right. and then I end up setting everyone on fire, including myself. Yes. They appeal to your side with the mechanic of you get a lot of power, but if you use it too much, something bad might happen, yeah. and you decide to see how can we ride this line? How can I skirt to the edge of danger? Mm. So we start off with a negative review from uh, Yo-Yo or Jojo or Jojo. Yo-Yo. Jo-Yo. 4.5 hours. 
he says, and so to cover Vermintide, it's a game set in the Warhammer universe. The town of Ubersreich is under attack by rat men called Skaven. Yep. And you and your group of four uh, adventuring buddies uh, must get to the heart of where the attack's coming from and stop it. Yes. Uh, and he says, I am against abuse of any animals, so this game gets an automatic zero out of ten. This is brutal. Um, yeah, they're kind of rat men, so I'm not sure they are animals. But he'd be, I reckon he'd probably be fine in a game where you were shooting people, though. So, yep. You know, or may- I'm probably a little or- bit more against killing people. Or myself. maybe Dodo members of the cast of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> um... It, he is right, though. It is brutal. Like, when you're playing as the Imperial Soldier and you have a hammer and you swing it and it comes down and just caves like a rat's head in and it falls down and yeah. there's, like, a satisfying crunch sound, that feels real good. And when you're setting to everything on fire, to- that feels really good, too. <laughs> Actually, I, I started playing that class. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that does feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just like the one that spreads fire everywhere and then everyone runs around on fire. Yeah, it's just you pretty just get good. the biggest area of effect fire you can get and just you throw yep. it in the middle of everyone. When you all you have is a hammer, every problem seems like a nail. Yeah. And now we have a positive review from Fart Joke. Oh, I thought it was Fiyok. I missed the T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thought he was Norwegian. Yeah, that's Fiyok. <laughs> right. hours he said it's not about killing rats it's about protecting three idiots that do everything in their power to die (laughs) which uh, sort of I guess speaks to a truth in these role playing games or sorry in these co-op games where it's not about how much damage you can do to the enemy it's about how much damage you can not take yourself or how Uh much damage you can do to your the, the people you're playing with when friendly fire is turned on yeah or if they have a tractor in the case of Operation Flashpoint yeah yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you twitching about the tractor again? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So last I went for the classic Left for Dead. Um, oh, yes. We have a positive review from Hillbilly Tzu. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a big community of hillbillies in China, I believe. Mm. Hopefully Tzu is actually, or Tzu is actually a Chinese word, uh, or the semi-informatic editor slash fact checker will be getting on my uh, case by email next week. I'm sure it is. It is? Nah, Excellent. It'll All be right. fine. It'll be fine. I live in fear now that the semi-informatic fact checker is actually just reading over our shoulders and, yeah, yeah. and hacking into our uh, repository of notes for the next podcast and is just preemptively preparing for us. Well, thankfully, I think you'll find there's been no email this week, so I think oh, we good. may have either skirted around it or, um, I don't know, maybe she just got bored and stopped listening. Who knows? One question. Did we shut down the email account? <laughs> no, no, I think it's still working. Hopefully. Oh, good. So Hillbilly Tzu with 410.2 hours says the story follows four pill addicts hallucinating the zombie apocalypse as they stumble around shooting people. That'd be a great DLC. Hmm. Where at the end you're the you're the monster. Yeah, it's you. Exactly. And you wake up and you're in a hospital and you're suffering yep. withdrawal symptoms. Yep. Police are guarding your ward and then you have to shoot your way out with more pills. <laughs> it's kind of like four Max Paynes in a yep. zombie film. <laughs> It's like Left 4 Dead meets Postal 2. Yeah. And lastly, we have uh, Left 4 Dead negative review from Hattie. 7.5 hours, mm. which uh, is probably enough to at least finish all of the campaigns in Left 4 Dead once. Yeah. And his review is just, I hate video games. Well, then to be fair, this, then Left 4 Dead is probably not for him. No. <laughs> it is, in fact, a video game. Yeah, it's pretty much the very definition of a video game. I think there's a comic book too, but it's mainly a video game. Okay. Maybe he'll like the comic book. 
Maybe he mm. should review the comic book and see if he 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 dislikes comic books as well. Mm. Oh, big comic book news! They're making a TV show, a Judge Dredd TV show. Oh wow! I read is it a Netflix original series or is it something else? Someone else I don't funding know. it? They've announced the show and they've announced the uh, the sort of the I guess producing company they're working with. Yeah, or the fun- people who are funding it, and that's it. So okay. I don't well, know. More news on that when it comes to hand in, mm. our, in our late breaking news desk. If you're from Rebellion Entertainment and you want to send us Judge Dread stuff, I'll happily review it. Yeah. Anyway, helmet. that's it for letting us stay. You can do the podcast in a Judge Dread helmet. Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about the Judge Dread helmet. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's letting off steam. Sorry that Hattie didn't like video games, but other than that, it all went well. Mm. We're going to move on to fully informatic because it's something that I noticed during the week. Uh, this mm. isn't something that we said last week or even the week before. It was from a while ago, and it was only- <laughs> Have you been listening to old episodes? No, I only just put two and two together, and I, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I said something about that on a <laughs> podcast Hang on a once, minute. And I was incorrect. Sean Kemp? Yeah. Don Lane? <laughs> Going through my brain. It all makes sense now. <laughs> so, I was talking about many episodes ago about uh, watching Top Gear, and one of the stars in the reasonably priced car was Aaron Paul from Breaking mm-hmm. Bad fame. Yep. And I said that he was in a Fast and the Furious film because they showed a trailer and I was like, yeah, that's that, that, that looks cool. That's Fast and the Furious. And I haven't seen all of them yet, so I assume it's a Fast and the Furious film. It wasn't a Fast and the Furious film at all. It was the Need for Speed film, which mm. is pretty close to being a Fast and the Furious film, let's just be honest, but it's a different franchise. And I always confuse the two anyway. So Didn't, didn't I correct you at the time? Uh, no, you corrected me with his name because I didn't know his name. I was just like, oh, right. he's the guy okay. from Breaking Bad. And you went, Aaron Paul. I was like, sure. I just still don't know his <laughs> name. And even writing that, that in, I had to look it up because he's just always Jesse to me. And yep. So, yeah, Need for Speed is not Fast and the Furious. Not even close. Well, it's about cars going fast. I don't know. If you talk to uh, Need for Speed fans, I think they'd probably disagree with you on that point. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're if making you, a new if, Need if you for talk Speed to Burnout well fans, that's a different point. that's a different matter. Uh, yeah, there's a new Need for Speed game apparently being announced or rumors of being announced. So I don't know. I haven't really played mm. too many of them. So though, so who knows? More of a Burnout fan myself. Uh, let's move on to our segment that we call. Is Grand Theft Auto V still in Australia's top 10 selling games of the week? And this is the segment where we, because Grand Theft Auto V, every week when I get the top 10 games of the week emailed to me, Grand Theft Auto V is there. It is inexplicably there all the time. No matter what else is in there, Zelda could come and go and Grand Theft Auto V is still there. So, we Evergreen. like to ask every week, Anthony, is... Grand Theft Auto V, one of Australia's top-selling games of the week. Week ending 11th of May, 2017. Forgot to do the drum roll, but is it? Anthony, let me know! No! What? No. What, but what, it, it was in the... It's, it's been there every week. No, no. It's a, AFL Evolution True Blue Entertainment's number one. But uh, is, that's not even a game. Is it? Is it? I've never heard of it. <laughs> Either have I. <laughs> what the fuck is it? What are the games this week then? Number one is AFL Evolution True Blue Entertainment. Number two. Actually, no. True Blue Entertainment's the actual company. Oh, well, there you go. Somebody should put dashes in here. AFL Evolution. There you go. Okay. AFL yep. Evolution by True Blue Entertainment. Yes. Nice clever naming of your development studio there, by the way. Hey, True Blue. Um, 
Prey is number two from Bethesda Software. Okay. Prey yep. 2017 to distinguish from the other Prey game that was cancelled and the other Prey game that has nothing to do with this Prey game. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three is Mario Kart 8 Nintendo. Fair enough. Not specifying whether it's a Switch version or the version that came out a, w- a while ago yeah, for the it's Wii not U. not the deluxe version. It's someone's just gone back no. and bought the Wii U version. <laughs> yeah, just jump back into the charts. Uh, number four is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, yeah. I wonder if there's more than one colon in that. Tom Clancy's colon Ghost Recon colon Wildlands. Colon Ubisoft. I don't know. Mm. Dash. By Ubisoft. Yes. Number five is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And we, we don't need to say who makes that no. or what that comes out on. Yeah, that's, a, that's another uh, number Ubisoft six game. is Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 from CI Games, yep. is it? I yep. don't know who CI Games are. don't know. Right. But so, what? around here is where you should kind of generally say Grand Theft Auto 5 because it mm. kind of sits six or seven just generally of the week. Yep. So, I'm assuming seven, Grand Theft Auto 5. Go. So, number seven is Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, number eight is Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. That's all the uh, warfares. All of them together at once and yep. extending from the beginning to the end, the alpha to the omega. Mm. Uh, number nine is Persona 5 and number 10 is Little Nightmares by Bandai Namco Games. So, does that mean that this segment's over now? Like, we can't do well, it anymore? maybe. <laughs> we, can, we can start again when it inevitably pops up next week when Little Nightmares drops out. Yeah. Now, did something happen this week where the people who like to get onto GTA Online, because that's the primarily the people who are purchasing GTA 5 at the moment, yep. have they found somewhere else to yell their drug references um, and talk about smoking drugs to each other other than GTA 5? Obviously in AFL Evolution. <laughs> They've gone from um, Grand Theft Auto 5 into AFL Evolution. Shocking news about AFL Evolution. Yeah. You heard it here first. That's just a game about drug references now, which it probably is. I mean, Essendon are probably in it. This podcast's been a bit fast and loose, hasn't it? it I like it like that. I like a, a less structured, a little bit, you know, we just throw everything into the pot and we'll just see what's left. Mm. I'm pretty sure this still is a fever dream. If Grand, Like Grand Theft Auto Five not being in the top 10, that just proves it. Yeah, this is just an imagination. You, you were going to. We didn't wake even up- get a proper drum roll, for God's sake, for the, whole, for the whole segment. <laughs> you got a half one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. All right. Sorry. I oh, hang on. Up. Grand yeah. Theft Auto 6 confirmed. That's, oh. that's what people are getting ready oh. for. There you go. No one needing to spend. What's the Grand Theft Auto 5 money online that they spend that on? Uh, shark bucks or something. Yeah. I don't know. They're going to have a shark card. A different animal for Grand Theft Auto 6 online money. Um, Call it squid bucks. Just yeah. going, you know, animals of the deep still. Minnow yeah, Well, all, all good things must come to an end. Oh, well, we're going to have to come up with another segment to go in this spot now. Yep. Is AFL Evolution still number one? (laughs) Get a say. Is it still number one or is it even still in the top ten? No, because it's all about the drug references and the people yelling at each other. So You know what? (laughs) Next week is just all AFL Evolution coverage on the side I've decided. Okay, no worries. All right. Uh, Well, there we go. That segment went for a good five weeks. Filled in some gaps for five weeks. (laughs) Fuck it. You know how much AFL Evolution costs? It would probably be a full... 70 buck game. $100 what? on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> so, who are True Blue Entertainment? What else have they done? Do, do we know? Uh, probably AFL Devolution. <laughs> that was last year when things were going bad for some of the teams. <laughs> AFL Evolution Origins. 
that's the rugby one. That's oh, that's oh, like right. maybe that's like Poyo Poyo oh, Tetris. On, you can do on. AFL <laughs> State you, of you Origin made... game where you have to play the two games at the same time. Hang on a second, you you deserve this for that. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well done. They have actually made a rugby game. <laughs> right, okay, there you go. They made AFL for the Wii. It's under their uh, recommended accessories on their website. The Wii version is a recommended accessory to AFL Evolution, the full game? <laughs> no, it's just they just list recommended accessories, and their recommended accessories are the R4 ready for fighting fighting stick for PS3, yeah. AFL for Wii, and dual, <laughs> <laughs> dual controller charging station. Because we all know that AFL for Wii just goes with anything. You can plug it into any other game. You could have Mario Kart, AFL Evolution 8 Deluxe. Nintendo they seem to just, just make sport games. Apparently, they're a video game publisher, so they might be fronting. A, another, there might be a developer there that deserves brand name recognition. This could be like an Atari 2600 situation all over again. Do they do the cricket game? Oh, the Don Bradman cricket. Yeah. I believe they, they do. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Was this the one that actually got cancelled? out yet, apparently. What? Apparently. That, if This is all pre-orders. Well, for PC it is, uh, and they've got like a weird- um, they're doing that. Remember that facial capture oh, thing yeah. they use for LA Noir? They're doing like a ghetto version. This is on Steam. There's a trailer, like a weird facial capture thing for each individual AFL player. Are they mo-capping AFL players? Is there in no. that video images of AFL players with those little white balls all over them? No, no, but they're sitting there. <laughs> they, they actually have to hold what appears to be a photography reflector sitting in their lap so they <laughs> so get lit ghetto. from below. <laughs> um, but no, they've got that wall. It's not really. They've got a shitload of DSLRs okay. on, a, on a similar rig. But they're just doing, like, full facial capture. But the most important thing is, and this will really piss off the semi-informatic fact checker, yeah. is that the availability date is coming soon, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> and what's funny- AFL like, just coming soon! <laughs> Just watching this video is that they have that, like, weird facial capture thing, mm. and the 3D model just looks like a regular 3D model from a game. <laughs> it's like either that or the player they're choosing to demonstrate just looks like a 3D model in real life. <laughs> it's wearing a 3D model mask. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not out on Steam yet. It's coming soon, apparently. It's pre-ordered. But apparently you download a demo, so maybe we'll download the we demo. We should download the demo and see what the number one selling game of this week is is all about. Mm. See how many racial slurs it's got in it. It just goes to <laughs> it just goes to show that we sort of don't really have a, a sense of perspective for how popular our uh, hobby is. We think, oh yeah, this is really popular, and then this like AFL game that most gamers around the world wouldn't really give a give no. a crap about just gets blown away by something that anyone will buy. Yeah, that's why whenever you see like if you want to buy a PlayStation Three on eBay. It always comes with three copies of different Call of Duties, three different mm. AFL games, and a FIFA game. And that's yep. all it comes with. And you go, oh, I don't want any of those things. Whenever I um, I look for video games in op shops, it's always like SingStar, iToy, yeah. um, and things like that. None of this Apparently, True Blue Entertainment stuff. make almost exclusively sport games. Rugby League. Um, Tom Brabham Cricket. Melbourne Cup Challenge. That would yeah, be a great made game. The Melbourne- they made uh, a PC version. That's this generation's that, like, California games. Apparently, is it? Well, no. Hold on to your hats oh, because okay. back these guys have been. Wait, I'm just going to go get my hat so I can hold on to it. All right, ready? <laughs> All right, I'm wearing a hat now. 
What what type of hat is it? It's a uh, New York Giants. No, uh, New York Rangers ice hockey hat. <laughs> right. Well, these guys have been around since 1999. Sporting theme, things. See? 1999, they released a PC game of the Australian board game Squatter. (laughs) (laughs) What about Stock Market? Did they release Uh, that? No, they didn't release Stock Market. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was was fun. That was- um, Look look out for a coverage of AFL Evolution. Yeah, they did release that dumb Bradman game that you you were talking about. Was that the one that got pulled off shelves not long after no, it was released? That was a different one. No, that was a different a different cricket game. Okay. Well, I'm going to use the other half of my drum roll just now because it's just locked and loaded ready. So, hang on, just... Releases of the week. There you go. Releases of the week mm. is, is what we're up to. Uh, Poyo Poyo Tetris came out. Although I think it was out the week before, but I just didn't realize it. But I bought it this week, so it might as well have just been released this week. And I pre-ordered Injustice 2, the first game I pre-ordered in a long time because I just... Uh. And not because I wanted anything, just because I wanted it to be delivered to my PlayStation 4 automatically without me having to remember that it was going to come out in four days. So I just thought, oh, I'm just going to buy it and it'll just download to my PlayStation whenever it's ready. So Injustice is coming out this week. So. Hopefully, if my internet holds up like it wasn't holding up this week, I'll play it for Friday Night Fights. But I'll at least do a video. I'll do a first contact with it and see how it goes. Looks interesting. Looks really cool. They've really stepped up in the graphics. And you can get armor and stuff for your, for your fighters now. So You can play Armor 3 in Injustice? Yeah, apparently. And there's a mod okay. where it's Injustice 2 Battlegrounds. And so oh, you no. All, Seven is down. So you all get dumped into an island and it's the last person surviving on the island. Is, what do you actually win instead of a chicken dinner? Uh, you win the uh, lighthouse. Oh the, oh, the giant space station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or you win a piece of kryptonite. And if you're Superman, that's a really shitty prize. <laughs> hey. You can just imagine they get to, he gets to the end and they say, so you win. And you just show him this piece of kryptonite. He says, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> I'm goddamn Superman. You can't see. Everybody knows this. I'm out. I'm going. Bye. The- Anyway, um, the original uh, Richard Donner Superman was on TV tonight. Oh, I really? caught the last part of it. Yeah. Okay. Some bad special effects in that movie. Or the best special effects in that movie. Mm. I was watching Lord of the Rings with my son because he's finished reading the books and he wanted to watch the movies. And so we started oh. watching the Two Towers Extended Edition last night. <laughs> Hang on, you started with the Two Towers? No, no. He's already seen the first movie. But no. last night we were watching the Two Towers. And some of the special effects now, like, have just, you can see them now. You can, mm. Oh, no, I can, yeah, you know, those little wog things are a little bit dodgy. But um, my wife came in after, like, th- three and a half hours and was like, are you guys still watching this? I'm like, <laughs> it's a long fucking film. So we've got the last 45 minutes to watch still. <laughs> Great. My wife was like, he really needs to go to bed. I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I shouldn't have started this at 10 o'clock. No, absolutely not. It's a long right. film. Uh, anyway, was there anything else that came out this week? Uh, no. Not that I can recall. It's no. been a giggly podcast and my brain's not quite working right. Anthony was ill this week. Mm. He released some other things out of his body. I did. This week. Released them straight into the Melbourne Metropolitan Sewers. Yeah. Where ho- hopefully they will be taken care of appropriately. <laughs> Uh, all right, coming up on the site, apart from uh, AFL Evolution first contact look and potentially an Injustice first contact look, mm. what else we got? So I had a look at Zaboid Games' 
Cosmic Star Heroine, they make the games heroine that are in or the- heroine? Heroine or heroine? Heroine. Because Cosmic Star Heroine is the best of the, all the heroines. <laughs> Great. I think they probably knew that when they picked the name. Yeah, yeah. So, they make games that are sort of styled after the old Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games. Uh, they've released two that I know of, Breath of Death 7 mm-hmm. um, and Cthulhu Saves the World. So, these aren't oh, the yeah, most yeah. serious yep. games of all. Um, so, come Monday, you can check our video out of Cosmic Star Heroine. You can uh, explore the wonders of a man named Sue. That's a Johnny Cash song, isn't it? It's Is a boy it? named Sue. He had a song right. called- Well, there, you, you just explained the reference to me, and now I feel like an idiot. There you go. Mm. So, that's what happened to Sue in the Johnny Cash song, is he went and joined an international agency in the future. Selling heroin. Yep. And also buildings that can detect when bombs have been placed in them, but not actually do anything about it. <laughs> it's like, um, attention, everyone. Um, I'd probably leave now. <laughs> Something on those lines. Yeah, you'd be right. Yeah. I can't do anything about it. Don't know where it is. It's in here somewhere. There's a bomb mm. about to start. I am hanging shit on it, but I did actually enjoy what I played of it. That's good. All right, cool. We'll look forward to watching the video. Uh, that's going to do it. We're done. We're going to get out of here. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments about fucking any of the bizarre shit that happened in the past hour and a half, please send them in to semicast at semiinformatic.com. Uh, we'd love I will to be hear writing from you. in because I have questions. <laughs> okay, right. Anthony's going to email us next week. Oh, look, we've got an email from Anthony. He goes, I can't remember anything. Tell me. Or you can send us a message on Twitter where you'll find us at semiinformatic. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes where you can also find past episodes that are a little bit more structured than tonight's episode. <laughs> Uh, while you're there, we'd love it if you could review every other episode apart from maybe this one and leave a rating. <laughs> you can also find the show archives for the Semicast as well as all the other videos that we do at semiinformatic.com. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening on this Mother's Day edition. This is uh, a gift to all mothers, this episode. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, just remember that we love that you love doing what you love. Thank you for listening. See you next week. We're out. Call your mother. <laughs>